Hello, this is the Wizards Respite Sanctorum, a show where we deep dive all things TTRPG, RPG, games, and the like. Uh, today is actually going to be our sort of pre-New Year's show. Uh, we're actually filming this ahead of time, but uh, we wanted to, to go ahead and, and chat about our goals for the, the coming year. And as always, I am joined with uh, Zach from Old Man Gaming. Uh, Zach, how are you doing? I'm like, super excited. Uh, this has been a great year for gaming for me, both digitally and non-digitally. So, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like on cloud nine with this. Uh, that my channel just hit 402 followers, so subscribers. So, I just, it just couldn't be happier. Um, I'm really excited about the topic today. We're gonna do all. We're gonna do three different categories. Our top three things we want to do next year. Oh, I'm so excited about this one. I love shows like this. We do a lot of these over on the other podcast for the gaming. So like, it's nice to do it here too. Although I will say, all of our shows are pre-taped, guys. Uh, it's really hard to differentiate, but we're actually taping it a week ahead instead of well, two weeks ahead instead of a week ahead. Oh, or five yeah, days yeah. ahead. It's really weird because it's the same thing with my podcast. We're about to, for the last two weeks of the year, we don't do shows. We they're but they're pre, they're recorded, and they're put up. But we we usually have these fan interaction segments where we interact with the fans, and I have to say we don't because it's pre-taped. But like every show we do is, is taped at least four days prior to the yeah <laughs> the production and, date. And we're, we're jumping, we're jumping Christmas this time. We're, mm -hmm. we're going way out there, but um, we record these on the, Mondays, guys, and all the holidays falls on Mondays. Yeah, all of them. Well, um, so but this one's gonna be dropping just right before New Year's. Yes. Um, and and getting us ready for for our uh, resolutions, our gaming resolutions, our yeah. RPG resolutions. Yeah. And uh, hopefully some of our resolutions might give you a little bit of our listeners a little bit of inspiration um, for their own gaming resolutions. I think we got some some pretty good good uh, ideas as to what we want to accomplish in the gaming uh, the RPG world yes. in the coming year. Yes. Agreed. So, so where do you want to start? We were going to do three um, different categories. GM, like our stuff as GM our stuff as players, and then the games specifically that we wanted to try or play that we maybe haven't played enough of, maybe haven't played before, that sort of thing. Um, I, let's go with uh, our stuff as GMs first. I'm excited I you think, said Let's that. put the, the gaming stuff at the end. That way maybe uh, if there's any gamers out there looking for new books, we'll, we'll shoot them in the <laughs> I right like direction. That. I like that. Um, I, who's starting? And where should we start? Like, who who's who's leading us off? I guess we go back and forth, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, why don't you start this one? Okay. You're, 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 so far, I've only game uh, been a, a GM for you once. You've been That's GMing true. for me, like, forever. <laughs> for, like, I, the last year. <laughs> I'm a lifetime GM, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the guy that when everybody got it as a kid, they were like, who should run it? And they all pointed at me. Um, so, uh, and then you just get stuck doing it forever. Uh, thankfully I don't, I've met Wiz, he has Game Mastered for me, I also have a, a Game Master in real life who does great work, um, who is 
arguably better than me. Um, okay, but there's a couple of concepts, a couple of things I'm working on. Um, you're gonna half-ass hear about one of our, my uh, one of our projects we're working on for next year. Half-ass. Uh, you're gonna hear about uh, uh, another thing, another project that we're kind of working on next year. But I'm gonna start with the first one, which is my most important one, and I. I don't want to see anybody out there streaming this because this is my idea. So I will come <laughs> after you if you stream this. But it is a concept I've had for a while now. But I need a relatively large group, which is uh, unusual for me. But I need a relatively large group, and it needs to be a group that's willing to play it for an extended period of time. The game concept is called Generational. And what I want to do with it is it's going to be a fantasy thing. The first fantasy thing, but before we even get into it, we get together and we decide some things. We would generate some, like, uh, I'm not explaining it right, right off the bat. So, like, the idea is you make characters, there's no predefined world. So, if you want to be a race, you get to play a race, and then you get to attach a racial ability that I've already come up with to that race. Uh, and then what we'll do is once we have your races, we will then sit down and procedurally generate basically a group of people who is going somewhere to start a city for some reason. Maybe they're refugees. Maybe they're uh, just escaping religious persecution. Who knows? But they're going somewhere to found a city, right? That's the idea. Your characters are part of that. And then basically what it would do is it would be a series of mini campaigns. You'd play like one very... I mean, it'd be a large campaign, but not like super large. Like we're not talking about years, but like a good amount of time. Uh, you'd play through the story arc with your first characters, which would not just involve just whatever's happening within the power dynamic of the group, but finding a place to set up a city, setting up that city, deciding the values of that city. Uh, and then when it ends, when the campaign ends, your, those characters would be retired. And instead, you'd have one session in between, and that session in between would be deciding stuff like how does the thing advance? Probably I'd make up some procedural tables about it, but like, how does the city advance? Like, where does it go? Does it go into like a religious theocracy? Like, and you take the principles that the characters have already laid down in the first one uh, to kind of the next step of the city, basically. And then you play the next generation of heroes. And this continues and continues and continues and continues and continues uh, on and on and on and on, even until it can get up into space. I've had this idea forever. So, like, it's just this constant campaign, but you're constantly injecting new characters into it. So nobody's ever getting bored of their character. You're never hitting that level creep. Uh, but it still feels like you're contributing to this story, this overarching story. And I've been wanting to do this forever. I just haven't had the right group for it, basically. Because uh, I feel like this is one of the few games that you really need, like, a five-man group to really flesh that thing out, you know? Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, because, yeah, I mean, like, it's going to take people to build a city. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, wow, that is so epic. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the name of the game, is epic. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. That's the right name. <laughs> I really want to do something like that. It's just I need to find, like, at least four or five people to play in it, you know? And you'd have to be willing to play it basically for a very long extended period of time, you know? 
Because yeah. you could just keep adding to this city and seeing where it goes and just then you just see where the story takes you, you know? Does the city collapse on itself? Does does it burn down? You know, does it rise up but become corrupt? Does it become a beacon of hope for the rest of the world? Does it then go to war with something else? Like, does it become a kingdom? I, I think that like that kind of stuff is just really cool and every one of the campaigns can be something that like forges more of the 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 city and the knowledge as a whole maybe one campaign is about them just discovering gunpowder you know that would be cool like like stuff like that you could do and it would really depend on what the people are playing like what are we playing in this game you know and then it's just like it's almost like everybody's defining the game and setting and world as you go Oh man, that sounds that sounds really cool. That almost yeah. sounds like it could almost be like that uh, a journaling uh, mm-hmm. solo game, but play it on like this grand epic scale yes. with your friends. Yeah, with people. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the whole thing with it. Yeah, uh, it's something I'd love to stream. I just like I said, I don't know that I could organize a stream with four to five other players other than myself. You know. <laughs> That's that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot of uh, yeah. uh, people to juggle on, on Discord is and streaming. It is a lot. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So that was my first one. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, um, that's quite epic. <laughs> <laughs> it's my biggest one. I went big. I, I decided to do the wrestling thing. I opened with my biggest match. So everything everything's downhill on my list from here on out. <laughs> um. <laughs> So uh, I am. Uh, I now I wish I went first because I have to follow that. That was a really good one. I don't have anything quite nearly as epic. Um, I've been uh, for for my game master sort of category. What I want to try to accomplish as as a game master, I've been working on a pretty big city um, sort of landscape area for a a heist uh, style campaign. Mm. And I want to expand that into a whole world. Um, I've just started tinkering with it. I have characters. Um, I have I have a, a GM, two tables. They both been playing them simultaneously. So I'm kind of getting play testers as I go. And I'm about to launch a, a, a campaign where they move from this big massive city that I've made into the wider world. And I start fleshing out this sort of uh, complex landscape it's a high style so they're going to be running around stealing shit it's going to be a lot of fun um but that also means making a lot of other cities and and you know i can fixate and end up coming up with every single shop in a city that they will never visit so we'll i'll have to figure that out (laughs) a little bit (laughs) that sounds amazing i love stuff like that one of my favorite games that i ever did as a game master was I did an open world concept and basically I just made a city. It wasn't a big city. It was like an outpost sort of thing, but I just made a city and I just made every made like every store owner and character in the city and then I was like anybody they talk to will have at least two quests and then I didn't map out the quests, but instead I was like, "Oh, this is George whatever." And then I just wrote, "He's going to want you to find this. It's probably here." And then he's going to want you to find this. It's probably here. And then I was just like, if they take that quest, I'll build on that, you know? Yeah. And that was a lot of fun because it just let them do whatever they want. There was no, like, pushing them in one direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's and that's kind of sort of the... It's kind of how I build my cities uh, also. Like, at least one plot hook uh, mm-hmm. per location. 
Um, sometimes a couple of plot hooks. And it's a lot of fun doing it that way. Um, in this one, um, I have very specific locations I, that they, they eventually have to get. There's, there's MacGuffins and all of that other <laughs> stuff. Um, but uh, I think it'd be fun to, to watch them try to figure out how to get from one location to another in this very covert way and learn a new city, infiltrate a new city. And I think they, they've been having fun with it. So that's a, more or less the overarching direction I want to go. Let's see how they do. See how they like it. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds great. Um, am I up again? Yes. So okay. I guess the next category oh, is... Oh, no. I did three for each category. Oh, you did? Okay, so we're doing three for oh, each of our three I'm categories. So conf- I was so confused because I was like, does he really want to do three for each category? That's what I did. I did three for each category because I wasn't... I was, I, that's what I thought you were saying. Uh, that's why I said to cut it down to three instead of five because I thought we were doing three per category. I know. I got you. I got you. You know what? That's fine. Honestly, like I actually have like a stack of things okay. I want to accomplish in all, all right. of these categories. I can wing this. No problem. I don't, <laughs> don't want to like I, <laughs> surprise you out of left field. I'm, I think there was just a miscommunication. I'm known to bite off more than I can chew. So, <laughs> yes, I have quite. The yes, list. brother from another mother. I get it. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, so my next one is a project we are planning on working on soon. Um, I have always wanted to run a Doctor Who series. Uh, I love Doctor Who. It's one of my favorite TV shows. Um, I've always wanted to run a series, uh, run a game of it. So uh, uh, I've de- we've decided, well, I've decided to kind of run a series of it. It's going to be different from our usual streaming thing. It's going to be something that we pre-record basically an entire season. So don't expect to see it anytime soon, even if we start it soon. But we're going to record an entire season before we start even posting anything. But what the idea will be is I will, uh, I'll do it kind of episodically. So each stream kind of covers an episode. And then it'll be in single mod instead of the actual Doctor Who RPG. I, I know they've got Core 7 and it's a good game, like good system or whatever. I'm not going to learn a new system for it. Plus, I'm trying to promote single mod so and its versatility. So I'm going to play it in single mod. But the idea behind it, and this is really exciting, is uh, anybody who listens to it who's a community member has will have a chance to play it. I'm going to start with just two players, like a kind of Time Lord-esque character and then a companion. And then at the end of the series, the the, compa- the Time Lord will regenerate, potentially take on a new companion. Maybe the companion becomes the Time Lord. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so we're going to have a rotating cast for this RPG. So every season, uh, but the... the so you, so whoever takes over as the Time Lord character will have to have listened to all of them previously, but it's going to be a new person each time. So it's almost like they're regenerating into the new person, which I'm really excited to see if I can pull that off. I mean, it really, it really relies on people listening to it past uh, more than one person listening to it <laughs> for for at least the first season. But uh, but I'm very excited to do it. Yeah. Um, that sounds like so much fun, man. Uh, I also love Doctor Who. Um, I got into it uh, several years ago, and I ended up watching, just like binge watching everything until I got caught up, which was around. I was actually in the middle of the Matt Smith arc was when I got caught up. So I, I did all of David Tennant's arc, the Ninth Doctor's arc, 
uh, caught, caught up, and then I just kept going with it. Um, it sounds like a lot of fun, and I love the creativity of that. I love the idea of like you know uh, uh, the 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 swap out and yeah. the, the regeneration yeah. aspect. That's so cool. That's so Doctor. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, you, I've already kind of told you about this. You had already said that you're going to be in it at some point. Um, I. I I had already offered the first Doctor to, uh, you know, I'll spoil it a little bit, to uh, Aether Dios uh, oh, nice. from uh, Astral Drive. And uh, the, the first companion is going to be Hope Child. So the two people who only play in one game are going to get a second game, basically, right off the bat. And uh, I think that's going to be a really fun mix of two people. And, oh, that's uh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, but yeah, but after that, it's it's going to regenerate. We're going to have different people. I'm going to like, obviously probably work you in at some point. I actually, I'm hoping, kind of like fingers crossed, that it's at least interesting enough to fill Billy, because he's not a Doctor Who fan at all, because uh, he's got a little bit of fighter in him, and the Doctor Who just really doesn't. Um, but uh, um, I'm hoping it's interesting enough for him to listen, because the way I want to do this is it's not a doctor character. It's more like a kind of weird t- Time Lord thing, but they're kind of finding themselves through it. So they're not necessarily the doctor in every season. Instead, like 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 Brian might be the the engineer, and then Phil might be the fighter. They're still going to be the same character, but like it. So so they're going to radically change a lot more. So I'd love to see like a. A, a Time Lord-esque character with a little bit more of the the Phil, you know, personality yeah. to it. So, uh, but but even that, like anybody, like I'm I'm hoping to get more players in and just keep rotating them through. I think that'll be really fun. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a blast. Um, and uh, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to jumping in as either a companion or the Doctor or whatever. And Definitely looking forward to watching that. That's going to be a lot of fun to yes. um, I'm super excited. see them play. I'm super excited. I'm, I'm, I'm really like the first uh, uh, Aether from Astro Drive and Hope Child from from uh, Team and G and mm. other Stranges. Those two are going to be so they're going to be so perfect. As, it is as that complimentary. It's going to be Chef's Kiss. It truly is uh, for yeah. their personalities. It's just going to be Chef's Kiss. Um. Yeah. So, what's your, what's your second one? Okay. So, let's see. As a game master, um. Oh shoot! I had it all lined up, and then I got all stuck <laughs> into the, to the Doctor Who thing. Um. The next thing I want to do to as a game master. Oh, I would like to try running a few one shots. Yes. With completely different systems. Yes. At at my various tables, either tables I'm already running or brand new tables, uh, or I, online I with me, or online with like you, we've yes. been doing because I love those sessions. They're some of my favorite fucking sessions we've ever done. Plus, I don't know if you know this, Tea Shop got real popular. I don't know why it suddenly did, but we've got, both those two videos are over seventy views now. I don't know where that came from, but but okay. yeah, so. Yes. Um, I actually might have an idea as to where that came from. Really? Yeah, I was watching I watch a bunch of TTRPG videos mm-hmm. because obviously. Um 
and Dice Breakers actually did a uh, top 10 list of solo RPGs. Really? Last T Shop was definitely in there. Good for Dice Which Breakers. Which it should be. And good for Spring Villager, man. Last yeah. T Shop deserves all the praise and all the money. Throw the money at that man. Throw it. I threw yeah. my money at that man. I could have gotten the thing for free. I spent the $5. You have my money. Spring Villager, and I would have given you more money, sir. I love that game. I still love that game. Nicest so dude, like nicest person. I I could not ha happen to a better person. And I actually yeah. have tea shop related things on these lists today. So I'm excited. Okay, excited cool. for him. Yeah. 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 I am too. Tea shop is an awesome game. Absolutely loved every everything about the game. Mm -hmm. I love the game I ran myself. I love the co-op game that you and I did. I still need to get a, a, a copy of the game you ran yourself. Okay. Um, That's actually one of my... That was almost one of my uh, one of my resolutions. I, I took it off at the last <laughs> second because I could only have three. So I'll just say it now. I ran... I don't know if I've even talked about it online with you or not. I ran a tea shop by myself as well. I wrote it all down. It was a transformative religious experience. Um, started writing it up, got through one, have not finished it. I really want to finish it and narrate it as like a sequel series to yours. Uh, especially since you show up in the game, <laughs> which is really weird. Like oh, one, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the characters, I was like, oh, this kind of makes sense. And yeah, it ends up being... Not you, but your tea shop owner from your yeah. tea shop game. I was like, oh, that's perfect. So, like, I really want to put this out there. Yeah, I really want to put it out there. So I, I kind of want to find some time to work on it in 2024 uh, and bust it out. But I don't – I really don't want to put it out until I'm completely done with it just because other things have fallen apart almost at the end. Obviously, the, the Axiom stuff, and I, I don't want to get to that area where we're not – you know what I mean? We're almost done yeah. and we're not, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, so my next GM thing, my final GM thing. Uh, this isn't really a GM thing. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is a little bit of a cheat. But myself and Wiz, we've talked about it a lot. We're working on the first campaign setting for uh, Single Mod, uh, the game I released on Axiom. In Games LLC, it's on itch.io. Ordo Scriptorium, it is uh, basically authors who inject... Well, it's, it's people who inject 18th century author blood into their body to gain powers to fight monsters, uh, like eldritch monsters. Um, really excited for this thing. I know this sounds like a plug, but it's not. It's a resolution because I really want to get this done. I really want to get yeah. it out there and just show people what single mod could be uh, when when you really like, when you work with it. You know what I mean? When when you play with that system, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of... I, I'm actually putting together a roadmap for my devlog on itch because I want to do Ordo. I want to actually revamp... Uh, I don't want to revamp it, but I want to put out like a 2.0 rules or like a, a 1.2 rules because uh, there's definitely some perks I think could use some love, some other rules that need a couple of love now that we've played with them a while. But, but I, the system is there. It's a beautiful system. I really want people to experience that system. And I think more will once we get a setting campaign out and the thing that me and Wiz are working on it's just amazing plus I don't know that I've ever had a I'll say I don't know that I've ever had a partner but 
somebody who uh, just just I never have to bug you. You're just already working on the stuff we're talking about, which is just really nice. Yeah, um, it's been a blast. And like, yeah, you you'll shoot me a text with like, hey, what about this? And I'll just I'm already half thinking about this. Yeah, like my, yeah. I'm driving around uh, and I'm just like my mind is on Ordo or on one of our projects mm -hmm. and you bring it up and it's just like I'm already there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Like I uh, actually, um, we didn't just to let everybody know, we didn't actually discuss any of our, our, our no. specific resolutions before no. we had this. none. And my third resolution is also Ordo script. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Saves us time. Like, like, Saves us time. It just, just came. I mean, it was a hundred percent like going to be in there. Um, because uh, when we do Ordo Scriptorum, when we get it out there, uh, we had talked about doing a live stream of actually playing it and where mm -hmm. I would be the game master. Yes. Um, I volunteered for this one because honestly, like I, I kind of owe Zach at this point. Um, he's been game mastering for like Don't a year, multiple games. Um, but also I like, I think, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Like I've been playing, um, you know the single mod system for it's been about a year now yeah 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 and i think i i'm i'm ready to to try my hand at game mastering the system i'm i'm looking really forward to uh, you know exploring that with the the setting that we're doing yeah um and i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm really enjoying writing on this thing man like this, i'm gonna this, i'm gonna this, use this that I'm going to use it to segue right into my first player resolution because okay. we've got some perfect synergy going. Uh, and that is my first resolution as a player is to play single mod. I haven't actually gotten <laughs> to play single mod. Uh, this game I created, you know, over the course of the last year and a half, I, I haven't actually been a player in it. I haven't seen it from that side. I mean, I've watched a lot of people play it. I've game mastered it a lot. Uh, I, I haven't gotten to actually just pick my own perks, I guess, would be the same. Um, and I think that, like, I think as far as running it, uh, other than, like, you, you're the only person for the job, as far as I'm concerned. Like, you are just as much a pro at single mod as anybody. I think the only person who would know that system more than you would be Phil Billy, and that's because he's got those beautiful mind. <laughs> he's got those beautiful mind numbers that just start popping up his build master head every time he looks at his system. And he's like, well, if I do this, I'm going to kill all your bad guys. Um, but uh, uh, I think that, like, I'm very excited to play that. I've also, uh, not to spoil anything for you guys, uh, I don't want to, like, guarantee this. But that stream, basically, we've reached out to Neil and Kayla to play in it uh, with me, which uh, I've never played with them. I game mastered a game with them, a short-lived game with them and Phil Billy. Uh, before I was in the the live stream or whatever, but I've never actually gotten to play with them, and they're they're big into TTRPGs, so like that will be exciting. It will be a completely new experience for me, like new players to play next to. Uh, even though I've known them for a long forever, and we all have really good chemistry, yeah. So I think the show will be good, but it's just a completely new experience, hands down, and I'm very excited about it. It is it is fun as a game master to jump in yes. with your players, yeah, um, yeah. and and actually play with them mm -hmm. as players. You're not like you're not trying to 
navigate all these things, NPCs, all the all monsters. You're not trying to kill them. Yeah. You're trying to work with them more actively as a player on that side. That that's a lot of that is a lot of fun um, to jump into. Uh, and I I personally like like I very much value the opportunities I get when I get to do that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, that was a good segue. Um, I'm very much looking forward to, to I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, GMing single mod. I'm looking forward to the setting that we're doing. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. a really wicked addition to the core rule system. Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, on on the player side of this, when you when you jump in as a player, what what's your uh, author because for everybody out there you know you you're connected to these authors these archetypal authors um and that's where you get your powers from and they're very thematic with the type of books that these authors have written so yeah have you given any thought to your author i have gotten given a lot of thought to it like a lot of thought to it and i'm really i the other thing is too we're still working on the torches which are going to be the author abilities basically um but um, I, I'm definitely leaning towards, like, Mary Shelley of all okay. things. Like, because I think she's going to be a little bit more, like, not her, but, like, characters of the Mary Shelley is going to be a little bit more, like, science-slash-gadget oriented, which I think could be a really interesting juxtaposition to the stuff that we're going to be seeing. But, uh, but yeah, let's we'll see. Let's we'll see. I'm not 100% positive yet. I'm really not. Okay. I, I, I also really like the fact that uh, the HP Lovecraft is going to be in there. Uh, yeah. So for everybody out there, another little peek behind it. It's going to be Bram Stoker, Mary Shelley, HP Lovecraft, L- Edgar Allan Poe, Anne Radcliffe, and H.G. Wells. Those are our six starting authors. We're probably going to add more authors as we go along, but for right now it's going to be six in the initial book. Uh, H.P. Lovecraft, all of his torches so far deal with uh, gaining power through insanity. So like, yeah. so like the madness, you get madness in this game and obviously like the more madness you have, the more chance you have of going insane, losing your mind, basically kind of like mental death of a character. But with H.P. Lovecraft's like torches, all of them revolve around having more madness <laughs> and like using that madness to cause problems for the stalkers. And I think that that's a really fun thing to do too. Like I even wrote, like when we were writing it up, it's kind of like everybody, all the other people kind of look at HP Lovecraft people as like, scary like a lot of people don't even want to work with them because like (laughs) they could lose it at any time like i don't want to be around the guys who are almost stalkers themselves you know yeah yeah and we have a whole insanity system Mm -hmm. where there's even like a subsystem where you know some of the insanity kind of lingers with Mm -hmm. you and and keep effects and that that really seems like that probably would have been my my pick, honestly, as HP Lovecraft. I've, um, yeah, Zach wrote the the uh, torches on that, and when I read over HP Lovecraft's insanity, like boosting powers, uh-huh. I was just like, "Oh, this is like so perfect on so many levels. It looks like so much fun." <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks like a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, what's your, what's your first one? We took a lot of time on that one. Oh, right. Okay. Um, as a player, um, actually, so I'm, <laughs> I just actually recently accomplished this and I've, and they don't know this yet. 
but uh, my players at, at I'm, I'm GM, uh, GMing two tables right now, and my players don't know this yet, but I have just recently decided to see if I can't um, slide them into a GM position uh, for a one shot, as many of them as I can. That's my personal goal. <laughs> um, and so that's my resolution for the for the year to see how many of my players I can convince to GM a one shot, at least a one shot. If they oh, wanted wow. to do more, that's cool. Uh, um, more D and D for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and more D and D. I got. Hopefully, they don't uh, listen to one... this podcast. They'll be on to you. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, um, I I haven't been the most subtle about it. <laughs> Um, I've gotten one one player to to do it for me so far. He's been the GM. We've had a really great time. I have another player uh, who sh- straight up she has said that she wants to do a um, uh, uh, Valentine's spicy. Um, oh wow! Game. She she Ooh. is a huge fan of romance novels and all that. A lot stuff. of blush. It's, yeah, exactly. It's a it's a it's a it's a, a grown up table. We all make like, <laughs> like dirty jokes, basically, and all kinds of stuff. The thing is, I'm actually really bad at that stuff when it comes to games. So I'm I'm gonna walk in there completely absurd. I'm not even gonna know what I'm doing. Um, and and I don't know. I'm gonna try. I'm, I I don't know if I can hold her to it. But I, I think if I if I give her enough encouragement, I can get her to actually run the game. Oh. Um, and then on my other table, I have another player who's like, well, maybe, maybe. And and so maybe I just need to push a little bit more, a little bit more, <laughs> and I can get her to run a one shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to segue off that because that's kind of a D&D thing. Uh, I, have a, I have a resolution involving D&D. I want to play it. I want to play it. Did I, I convince you? Yeah, I want to try it. I want to try it. I am a, I am a known loud detractor of D and D, and uh, I play Baldur's Gate, and I love Baldur's Gate three, uh, and that's on D and D's system. It, I definitely see problems with D and D. I don't think playing it will alleviate the things that I dislike about it, but I also don't want to not give it a fair shake. I would love to play. Honestly, sure. the game that that uh, Phil plays with you in private—not in private—that sounds weird, but like your private table that Phil yeah. plays with you. Yeah, I'd totally play that with you guys if you did it on any other day other than Friday. I just can't oh, give up because right. Friday is like every other Friday is my in-person game uh, at at my friend's house. We call it the garage game. Um, yeah, I cannot justify to my wife like like. All Fridays are RPG night. I just can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do it. If you guys played that on yeah. any other day, I would be in, but you don't. Uh, but yeah, I want to want to see if I can't get somebody to run uh, a D&D game for me. Uh, even if it's a a short limited time one, like a like a short engagement. I don't I guess, I guess a one shot, but a one shot that requires more than one session. Does that make sense? Like Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like just like just like something through so that I can have some experience with the game, uh, in its current form, not the old school AD and D version, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the fifth edition uh, with the the more modern, a little bit mm-hmm. um, without Thacko. Yeah. No Thacko. <laughs> yeah. No Thacko. Um, no Thacko. Uh, 
Bad tackle. Yeah, I mean, like, I might be able to help you out with that a little bit. <laughs> let, me, let me make a few Don't calls. sign up. Don't write checks you can't cash yet, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not guaranteeing anything. I'll see. I'll see. Let me make a few calls. Let's see. Let's see let me see what I can do. He's going to try and make this happen. Let me try and make yes. this happen. We had the whole, we had the whole, um... Big Ashy style is gonna go get, he's got the hookup. The wizard coming in, giving you the hookup. I I feel responsible at this point. We had the big (laughs) debate. We had the big D&D debate. If you're gonna jump in there, I got, I have to support this. I have to support this. I'll say this. There are a lot of projects right now in the works in a lot of ways. And I don't think we should make things happen just to do it. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, I, if, if, if big, if big whiz style can come in here and give me the, <laughs> give me the D and D game. I'm down. I'm down. Um, what's your, what's your second player one? Ooh. Okay. So second player. Um, <laughs> so I, Ooh, that's so tricky. Um, there's it. What the the hard thing is um, trying to narrow it down. I have so many things I want to accomplish as a player. Um, because yeah, I mean you're you're the really the only person I'm uh, playing under right now. <laughs> I, I have the one shot, you know, a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but you know, we have Astral Drive that I'm playing as a player for. Um, and then the uh the uh, Team Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. uh game. Stump under. Um and both of them I have like certain individual goals as a player that I want to accomplish. Um one thing I've been working towards for in Astral Drive is character development. Mm. I've been trying to tinker more with actually getting better at finding ways of taking a character I started with and turning them into a new character through the course of logical events that they encounter in the gameplay. Character development arc, you know? Yeah, like stepping Um, outside yourself, looking at it and going, how did this change him, not me? How did this, you know, how would he react to this, not me? I, I, I appreciate that. That's that's tough. It's tough sometimes too. I I recently in my World of Darkness game, uh, where I am a player, had an issue where I was like getting upset. Not not upset, upset, but like me as a person was kind of bleeding through into the character, uh, and I was deciding I was going to kill God. That I, I I stopped. I thought about it. I was like, I don't I don't know if that's what my my dude would do. You know, and 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 like I could step back. It's it's hard to do sometimes. It's very easy to like get wrapped up in the moment and like feed off your own natural instincts. You know. Oh, it for sure is. It for sure is. And and you know, with um, uh, Alfred, I I. I I, I pause because I, he has two names. He, has he a, does. A, everybody, everybody uh, knows it now because you've been yeah. hiding some stuff. Um, with Alfred slash Alistair, um, <laughs> I've, I've been like tinkering and trying to figure out how to reveal certain aspects of his character and change it. And I have a good idea and a good feel for him, and I know where like every how these in these experiences may have changed him a little bit. And we'll see what happens with future experiences. With Tex, 
I mean, I want to do it a little bit, but like the the TMNG game, it's almost like it's so cartoons from my childhood. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I, I don't I don't know that I really want to alter his character too much. No, but like crazy character art because it just there's so much nostalgia there. (laughs) He's definitely what he is. Uh, But I don't think that 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 that. You've definitely made subtle differences to him. Like, like the text from the first session is different from the text in the Stump Gang now. I think personally, and I, I like. It. Is he still a big cartoon cowboy armadillo? Definitely, but like, he's definitely like. I would say a little bit more, uh, a little bit more independent. I'd say he definitely like took some time to kind of not really get away from the kids, but stretch his own legs with the motorcycle and stuff. And I think that like his interaction with Bert has been really great, you know, as far as character development goes. I I love the Turtles game because it it has those character development moments, but it still has all this fun in it yeah. that just like like. I love Astral Drive. Astral Drive can get real heavy sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah. it is a very weighty fucking storyline. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's awesome. But Turtles is really nice to, like... Turtles takes you back to the, like, we're just going to drink sodas in the basement and have some fun. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. mean you're not going to have good characters or anything. It's just it's a much more fun interaction. Um, so my last player one. My last player one, right? Uh, I want to do Tea Shop again, and I want to do it on stream again with you. I don't know how that'll look, just because. I personally, the the reason I've haven't done it like brought it up with you is because I don't know how we top the first one, and that's not. That sounds like really narcissistic. I just like that game was, yeah, that was so a good game. yeah, it was so amazing, and like the dichotomy of the two-player thing was never more... Like, I don't know how you do a two-player tea shop more prevalent than that, you know? Even with the sequel, because we set up a sequel where I would be the daughter of the, the of your original character. The problem is, is that, like, I feel like it would end up very similar to that first one, and uh, that makes me very nervous. And part of me probably should just trust in the game, because... Spring Villager makes a great game, and it's it, it really does bring out the best in you story wise. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I just like I do. It's not even just the tea shop. I want to play more of those one shots. I want to play more of those just like intimate you and me just doing a fucking uh, uh, a, a solo game that should only be soloed together or something like that. I really want to do that. You know, like um, yeah. One of my roadmap missions for next year is to take uh, getting over my solo wrestling RPG off of drive-through games, make some new fresh rules to it, and then put it up on itch. Maybe you and I do some of that because that would be a lot of fun. Like I, I would love that, man. Yeah. I was having a lot like we I, I got into um, uh, that game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's and, upper hand. I'm talking about uh, getting over oh, the, the solo one that I was doing yeah, by myself yeah, for a okay. while. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. I want to add some yeah, stuff so, to that. So maybe doing more more of our solo um, yes solo sessions here on on Sanctorum. That would be really great. Yes. Yes. Um, that I'm I'm definitely down with that. Those some of those sessions, man. Like the tea shop one was was absolutely stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lost Amongst the I mean, Starlight Wreckage was great too. I, I like it was a very like straightforward. You kind of knew what was coming, sort of thing. But I really enjoyed it. It was also really fast paced, which was different. Like tea shop, we thought was going to be one session, ended up turning into two, and it was very slow and methodical. Whereas Lost Amongst the Starlight Wreckage was like, we did that two minute timer, and it was just like. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, over. I love that. And then, of course, there's Sunfish sitting there, which wasn't just you and me, but like, oh, my God, that was so funny. I don't think I've laughed that hard in a while. <laughs> yeah, that was just such a freaking blast. I was uh, like, that That was great. All of those games were great to play. And, like, I think one of the reasons why, like, you and I enjoyed those games so much and playing, like, like those games together and playing with, um, with, um, Neil and and mm-hmm. um, uh, Kayla. Yes. Yeah, um, Kayla. Neil and Kayla. It was it was the one of the reasons why it was so much fun was um, it's like a writing game. Like these games, like really force you to be you know creative on a spot mm-hmm. in the moment, uh, very improv, and you just you just can sort of let your the imagination loose. Yeah, and and let it go. Yeah. Um, and when you're doing that with friends, I mean, like you guys and everybody ends up coming up with the best stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you've point. got one last player one, right? Um, yeah. Okay. So one last player. Who the last player. So, um, I guess, you know, one of the things that I really for again, like currently playing, um, as as a, a, a actual PC in a game uh, is only basically with with you at this point. I'm GMing the rest of the time, but with the uh, Team and G game, I would I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing where that game ultimately goes. <laughs> and um, as a pl- I mean I think that's really it. Honestly, I, like I really <laughs> love Astral Drive. And, and don't get me wrong, this, this is not like a dig at no. Astro Drive whatsoever. I love Astro Drive. I got a little bit of a sense of where it's going. I, I mean, like, it could go anywhere. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but like it's in, like you said, it was intense. It was heavy. Yeah. I know the tone there. And yeah. so I know whatever I'm about to walk into when I walk into Astro Drive is going to kind of, it's going to be rough. Yeah, you know, I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready for a fight with Astral Drive. I'm ready. Yeah. I've had my heart pounding multiple times. It's definitely that emotional that pull on that one. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I kind of know not necessarily where the story's going, but where my psychological well-being is going. Yeah, <laughs> um, with with Astral Drive, but with the other game, like you know, it could go freaking anywhere. Like because it's such a like high, like fun little bit irreverent game you know with the the talking armadillo with a gun and the the crocodile that's obsessed with um um the the conspiracy Conspiracy. all of that stuff you know it's it's nuts and so i have no idea where it's going i'm really excited about diving deep into 
the, that world and where we're going to go with it. Cause it could, it could literally go anywhere. <laughs> really could, really could. It's definitely, I know it's felt like it's been a very, uh, linear sort of story. You guys have already made me change so many things that like it's, <laughs> it's been really exciting and, and it still flowed really well together. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one as well. Um, so you want to start with the games? And we'll knock these out and wrap this thing up. Yeah, let's uh, let's start with the games. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, you were talking about Last Tea Shop so much. Um, mm-hmm. I'm my first game on the list is actually going to be a um, uh, uh, solo journaling TTRPG. Okay. And you know, I I saw a few things about this. It looks really interesting, and it appears to be a game that's sort of set up where you could literally play this forever. Um, it's Be Like a Crow. Let me see if I can't get... It's Is not it Itch? Actually, what's that? Is it Itch? Actually, I didn't find it on a drive-thru, and I haven't looked on Itch yet. I'm, they looking, I'm already on, on Itch because all of mine were on Itch. So okay. I was out of look on itch. Um, the okay. publisher has their own um website. It's a uh, critical kit. Um, is the publisher? Okay. And I found it on there. Um, let me actually see if I can't pull up a little bit of the stats on this one because um, the game basically is set up. Uh where you play literally a crow okay you are and so they they have this mythos where it ties into the various legends across the world of crows being supernatural and being connected to to the other side all of these other things and you're able to explore that through the eyes of this crow you make friends with other crows you talk to them you observe humanity and they have it set up so you can start from like a primitive age and then take the story all the way up to like cyberpunk if you wanted to really yeah and um it's it's sort of like this observation from this very otherworldly perspective into this uh of our world you know this is sort of supernatural uh myth looking at humanity um Okay. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't it does. played it yet. But that's kind of what I've heard about it. It could do anything. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It says you know, fantasy, gothic, steampunks, um, whatever, whatever you want to go, whatever genre you want to go in. Solo that, journaling. That sounds amazing, honestly. Yeah, that that's that's the first my first pick for the the game I want to try in the new year. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. That's a really good pick. Um, all right, so mine then, right? Uh, my first one is going to come right off of that because that would be one that I'd love to play with you on stream without a doubt. Like that's one that we could do like a one shot of, I think. But for sure, in addition to that, the one I want to do, and I've been looking at this on itch for a while, it's a free game, but I don't like to just get stuff for free. I, I like I hate that. So like I want to give this guy at least some dollars. I don't have it yet. It's called Space Bounty Blues. And it is a uh, I shared it to you actually not too long ago. 
it's a cowboy bebop ripoff basically oh, yeah. uh like and uh like it's it's an rpg version of that uh and it just looks so simple so fun quick and easy uh and on top of that it has like they they included a spotify playlist for it like that's how into the source material they are uh which i truly respect that like all the way um so yeah i really want to play this game i kind of want to play it with you on a stream somewhere honestly uh that like yeah i think uh i think it would be really cool like stellar honestly yeah that sounds like another uh another yeah that sounds very much set up for another another stream like that. That uh, yes, yes, and, and then we could fun. get some uh, like a couple other people in there. I think it is a game master game, so maybe I'll run it. But like we could get like one other person, maybe two. You know, just have a small quick session, kind of like Sunfish. I think would be a, just a great one off. Yeah, no, that sounds like a blast. Um, and uh, that kind of genre, that cowboy bebop genre, it's very like it. It, it suits itself well for fast paced, like mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, um, and I think that'd be a great sort of one shot for sure, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. All right, you're up. All right, next game. I've read it. I want to review it, and I want to play it. Yes! Oh, I want to be in that so bad. I know we keep committing to things that we can't possibly play all of this, but like, <laughs> I want to play that game so bad, like so bad. I want to play that game. You've showed it, it that game like, off. I want to play that game so bad. <laughs> it's it's yeah. It's mercenaries, spies, and private eyes. Um, this thing came out of the '80s, so it's got that classic, you know, uh, uh, throwback classic uh, RPG style. A hundred percent. When you read through it, um, shooting a gun is uh, done with a a luck um, modifier. I mean, like. It really feels like like the classics, you know, right? Um, and if you look at the cover, I mean, like you have like b basically like um, Maltese Falcon and like all of the the characters you see from these old noir uh, movies back in the day, uh, the French, um, uh, yeah, uh, French mercenary group. I can't mm -hmm. remember the name right at the moment. Um, Resistance. The resistance. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The French resistance. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it looks like it just looks like so much fun. Um, I want to run it. So it's mercenary spies and privatized. You can. It gives you mechanics that are very effective for sort of this espionage thing, including even mercenaries, because mercenaries are a little bit more action packed. It has a little bit more infiltration of like the secret base kind of stuff. Right. Uh, spies and and uh, privatize those aspects of the game um, are a little bit more intrigue and uh, skill based kind of stuff, trying to figure things out. Mm -hmm. And it it lends itself really well to creating a story with the characters. At least that's what I've seen in here so far, because it's is one of those older games where it's more about like kind of coming up with ways to interact with the world as opposed to having mechanics deliver those those results for you right um right. i think it'll be a fun game to play sounds fun. fun it sounds super fun it sounds absolutely super fun um all right what you got and i want in on that i i, I will do absolutely. everything in my power to make that happen because that game is like right up my alley just i know we're already running way later than we usually do on these shows but 
Slight digression. The only books I have read in my life are when I was a kid, I read the Dragonlance books. Yick. And then uh, uh, read a couple of other books here and there that were weird and off the wall. Detective books. I'm a huge private detective fan. Huge fan of them. Like, I've read all, I've read the classics, all the Dashiell Hammett's. I've read, uh, oh, cool. I was big into Robert Kreis for a long time. Uh, just, I love detective novels. I would, and when I stopped reading and I would work on the road, I would just get an audio book out before I had discovered podcasts. And I would just, I'd get a detective book out, next one in the series, just listen to it through, you know. All the Harry Bosch ones. Uh, like, loved love love detective novels so like that is like just right up my alley man right up my alley oh awesome yeah uh, um you're definitely gonna be playing this game i need to have a detective the game that i was actually thinking about playing uh wanting to run as a gm was gonna be more uh detective slash spies yeah um, and so it was gonna be uh sort of centered around the the um uh upper class sort of uh, affluence, Agatha Christie kind of. Oh, like, love Agatha, man. Oh. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, too. I've read all of the fucking Sherlock's. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, too. Um, <laughs> aside from that, I've watched every James Bond movie more than once. So, like, I like spies, too. <laughs> I love spy stuff. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's uh, it's just speaking my language, that game is. Um, okay, so my next one... This one I've been wanting to do for a long time. It's fourteen ninety five. I haven't had spare cash to justify it yet, especially with the holiday season coming. Um, but as much as I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from Palladium, as much as I love it, and I, I think everybody out there can see my love for it, we've already homebrewed a bunch of stuff. There's a lot of stuff about the system that I don't love super much. Um... There is an itch indie game out there called Mutants in the Now, which is basically like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but somebody did like an independent one, and it's $14.95 on itch. I really want to get it and read it. I really want to see if it's something that strikes me and something that I would want to switch uh, to something over to if it was quicker and easier than Platy. Like, I just... I am a bigger fan of simpler games nowadays. Like, I don't want them to be too simple. I don't want them to be, like, just ideas in an Ethernet, you know, sort of space, you know. But, like, I do want them a little bit faster, a little bit simpler, quicker and easier to make characters for and run for and stuff like that. Palladium is very crunchy on the rules. So, like... I, I definitely want to get this game. It's fourteen ninety five on itch. I've wanted it for a long time. Mutants in the now, and I just really want to get it. I want to read it, and I I might I, I want to see if it's something that I could replace the Turtles Palladium system with. As okay, as much as yeah. a traitor betrayal that sounds like, uh, I'm just really interested to see if somebody else did it better. I I actually am really interested in seeing that too. Um, not to be. You, we we did a, a kind of a deep dive you mm -hmm. and I on the Turtles Palladium system itself before we got into playing the game. There was the game itself is a lot of fun. There's a lot of things that we like about it, but we also found a lot of nitpicky things. Yeah, it can and use some modernization. So yeah, could yeah. really use some modernization. I think that, and they they've said that they are going to remaster it in the remastered Kickstarter that like funded already. But like. 
what are they remastering? You know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. I like, are they just like clarifying some stuff? Because there's some stuff that actually kind of need changed, you know? So like, what exactly are they going to do to that? Um, I, like I said, I don't hate the system, but there's definitely some things that they could make easier, more streamlined. Just the fact that like, you look at Jackie who is a, or Hope Child, who is a relatively newer player and like, it's hard for her to figure out what, how many stats go together just because it's so goddamn, like, plus one here, plus one here, two plus two here, plus one here. It's very hard to key that out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And then it, the book is written so rough. Yeah. You have to jump, like, when you're just trying to make a character, you have to jump huge portions of, pay, uh, yeah. of pages yeah uh to to understand the rules that you're you're rolling for yeah uh and so that doesn't help with trying to absorb all of the necessary mechanics like you're saying like hope child um because like you have to flip back and forth and you, yeah. then you lose your place and then you don't know what you're doing and like it's 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 hard it's a tough tougher one yeah all right i think this is is this this is your last one right i think this is my last one yeah yeah, yeah. um Okay, so for the last one, it's one that I've kind of had my eye on for a while. Um, and there's a couple of reasons why I want to play it. Um, it's sci-fi. And sci-fi is a really big uh, sub-genre uh, or genre within the TTRPG community. I've done my, my uh, blogs on the industry, and it's kind of the second most popular um, and, and successful um, genre out there. It's the one where, you know, there are more people wanting to buy sci-fi books than there are writers producing it. Um, and the, the game I want to play is um, uh, the uh, uh, Cyberpunk Red. Oh, okay. All right. It's the big name out there. Everybody knows it. Yeah, I've not I've had an opportunity it. to jump into that one. I, yeah, you're not on the video game side of this channel, but uh, Cyberpunk and me have a very poor relationship uh, as far as the video game is concerned. So anytime somebody says Cyberpunk, I get twitchy. But yeah, as a role playing game, it has nothing to do with it, and I would love to see it and how it goes because I think that that's a really interesting, crunchy world to play in. Um, you know, uh, which is why I bought the game and I'm still waiting for my refund. Um, but, uh, yeah. So like, uh, uh I think that would be a fun one to play. Honestly, <clears throat> my last one is off the wall. So what I do on itch is sometimes I go down a rabbit hole and just like look at games and try not to spend money. Um, and, uh, I just add them to collection that I'm eventually going to buy these games basically. And uh, this one just sounds so interesting to me. It's a fantasy game, but it's called Rogue. So right off the bat, I'm interested. It doesn't really give a description of what the game world is. I'm, I'm hoping Rogue, it's just all heists. But I'm just going to read the features and why I had to put this in the list. Because all of these sound really interesting. And it says if OSR and story games had a baby, which I'm not sure what those are. Um, but it says... Oh. PC features pick lists, not stats. Rather than stats, players select uh, a list of a custom list of twelve actions they can perform at any time. Automatic successes, performing actions from your pick list, allows you to succeed automatically unless the GM issues a challenge. Real time refreshes. 
You can overcome any challenge by using your character's personal ace, a phrase detailing your character's core powers, which refreshes every 15 minutes in real time. Right off that, that's interesting. Crisis, crises, not hit points. Rather than using abstract hit point totals, PCs manage a list of crises such as injury, exhaustion, and incapacitation. So long as they have less than four, they are alive. GM features, hard and soft events. You can cause anything to happen at any time by using the GM events table and interpreting the results as you see fit. Initiative lists combat. Combat is dynamic and re relies on the GM following the logical narrative flow rather than an artificial turn-based system. God, I love that. I hate initiative. Uh, Narrative-based monsters. Monsters are composed of a list of events, a list of overwhelming powers, and a list of weaknesses that can be exploited. And rulings, not rules. Everything from monsters to events to crises to situational bonuses and penalties is designed to provide maximum support for GMs interested in running the game with important OSR principles, which I don't know what OSR stands for. Uh, and then sound, uh, and then it's it's nine thousand four hundred forty-seven words and thirty-two pages. Only thirty-two pages. So like, I it's only six dollars. <laughs> like uh, that sounds so fucking cool to me. I don't know. That just sounds like a game begging to be streamed and played you know oh yeah a hundred percent um that that there's a lot to unpack with what you just wrote like just like that the monster system right there yeah. makes it making it so narratively focused mm -hmm. um dropping out the initiative like you were saying like making it more about the story that was that sounds really cool what is osr do you know what that is i know what story games are but do you know what osr is Old school revival and oh. or old school renaissance. Um, it's a little bit of a. I've heard a couple of people like sort of define it slightly differently. One of them is, and, and, and a big portion of it is games that really kind of work off of the old school D and D first edition, second edition kind of build with Thacko and all that stuff. Right, right. Um, another. Like white box. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um and another group has kind of defined it as um just old old school games. Like an or like it doesn't have to necessarily be Palladium could still fall into that into that category. You know? Gotcha. Just the um, old school feel of gaming. Exactly. Like like original D D. Exactly. yeah, exactly, exactly. Gotcha. So those are the kind of two two groups or two camps within the the OSR field, but it's it's old school is the 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 print at very least the principal thing that they both have in common. I actually own White Box. I've never played it. I'm I'm putting it in the the camera. People can see it. You can't, but yeah, I actually I will be watching this. I will be watching this for the fact that you have White Box. I have it. White <laughs> Box Fantasy Medieval Adventure Game. Somebody bought it for me. Uh, a buddy of mine named Ben bought it for me, and That's I cool. think it, I think it's really cool. I've just never had a chance to play it. That's real cool. That's real yeah. cool. Um, that's really interesting. And I think what they might have been going for with like the story games and the OSR thing is that it's so focused on like narrative uh, development. Okay. You know? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Those are two games I really want to play. Um, so that's it. We're all done, right? 
Yeah, I think so. This is a, possibly by far our longest podcast. We're at an hour and seven minutes, I think. So okay. this, this might be our longest one ever. <laughs> so Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> um, yeah, this was... Uh... This was our uh, New Year sort of resolution stuff for the next coming year. And I'm really glad that I didn't actually, we didn't do the top 10 things we wanted to do. Because <laughs> that would have been real long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in fairness, I, I didn't understand that you wanted to do one per category. I thought you wanted to do uh, three, like every like every category have the amount of number in it when I said no we're not doing five because I could I don't think we could both do 15 <laughs> no with the amount of detail we went no no uh, well um before we we sign off for what will basically be our our last show of the year is there anything you want to to uh, plug before we we say goodbye to 2023? You know, honestly, guys, this has been a wonderful year for me, RPGs and gaming-wise. Uh, we've had some of the greatest video games ever made this year. Uh, and TTRPGs, I've gotten to start really playing TTRPGs again. Not just the Garage game, but also here with you, Wiz. We, we're playing tons of games online. This is probably the most role-playing games I've ever played in my life, so... 2023 was a banner year for me. I will say this. We don't have any streams right now planned or set up with the exception of Astral Drive is returning on January 3rd, the Wednesday of January 3rd. We will be returning with Astral Drive for Season 2. And then uh, 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 TMNT and other strangeness, our Stump Gang Gang story will... That's the Thursday after that. I think it's like the 11th or something like that. Um, we'll return with that with more stump game. We got to find out what happens because I don't know that the Ocho story is really wrapped up yet. Uh, it depends on what you guys do in the immediate future. Now that Stella has called Bradford, um, and it's going to be very exciting. So drama, 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 drama. So yeah. Um, so you got, so the, that's it for me as far as RPGs go. Just keep listening to this and watching everything we have to offer. And you guys just, you allow us to do something fun and kind of live a dream. And we appreciate everybody who listens and watches for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, building off of that, um, I'm, I'm going to be focusing in on, a few projects uh, in the coming year, aside from you know the various wish lists that we've talked about, um, you know, expanding upon the the various t-shirt designs that I've been putting out there on the Wizards Respite. Um, I think I've been having a lot of fun with them. I've gotten a little bit of success with them, but also I, I really want to dive into doing the the um, sort of more industry um, deep dives. Uh, giving like a lot of research and a lot of time to how these games are doing in the the market out there so that the TTRPG creator community can look at the research that I'm doing and maybe get some ideas, maybe get a little inspired, maybe see how they can tweak their own game to fit some of the, the industry, you know, trends that are happening and, and see some success from that. And, that's that's one of the things I, I plan on really pushing out there. More articles about the industry and and research mark uh, market research and and where that's going in the coming year. Okay, 
well, I think I think we've had our our show, our final show for the year. See you guys 2024. And as always, keep rolling them dice. <laughs>